Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! Look at me, short. I'm the captain now. Welcome to the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. I'm only your host, Dano, and with me as always, we have Pato. Welcome, Pato. Yes, hello, Dano. Hello, listeners. Um, wow, did uh, did a lot of shit happen since we recorded last week, Dano? Like, mm. fucking hell. Like, at least it all happened before the round started. But Jesus, like, I, I can't remember a round of this much carnage in a non-buy round in yeah. ever. It was fucked up. Um, the Tom Green news was really annoying as well. We'll get onto that into the injuries and suspensions for those that held him. Um, and some some people on Twitter, some pages are like, oh, why would you trade him out for a one-weeker when no one obviously listened to the Giants um, presser when they said they're looking at about three weeks. Um, so And now people are like, oh, shit, he's going to be out for another maybe one to two. Um, anyway... And just, just quickly on that, we fucking we love the clubs that are transparent like that. Like yeah. Clayton Oliver is going to get to about fourteen weeks of this one week hamstring. Yeah, yeah, it's fucked anyway. up. It's fucked up. Anyway, group winner for last week was James's team, the Turkle Tones. Uh, he scored a massive two thousand five hundred twenty three. Pato, who did he have, and who did he avoid? Uh, avoided a lot of the carnage. Um, I don't know whether they use trades or not, but they're in the top 1,000. I think Turkle Tones has won a couple of weeklies already with us. Um, had Wilmot on field, which is an interesting one, um, but not a super POD defense except for Wilmot. Um, but the midfield is interesting, Dano. So they've got Blitzavs is clearly the ruck cover there. Um, got Andy Brayshaw as well, which is obviously a, a great get. Um, other than that, it's a pretty stock standard team, but it, it's a good team. It's a strong team and holding Dunkley as well. So I think that team is in pretty pretty good position um, with Mitchell on the bench as well. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Okay, injuries and suspensions, Pato. <clears throat> How many fucking times do you reckon we're going to say hamstring? Should we take a shot every time we say a hamstring in this segment? <laughs> We should get an over-under market. Um, um, well, first one is uh, Sean Darcy ankle uh, three to four weeks. So that's shit times. I'm I'm just going to play out through on Pato because there's so yep. many on here. Um, Dunkley is cleared to play. Fuck yeah. Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah. Yeah. Um, Oliver, um, hamstring, fucking if it's a hamstring. Uh, <laughs> finally getting some form of <laughs> insight. So it's another four weeks. Uh, Rory Laird, shoulder test. Um, oh, fuck. I forgot to drink Oliver's hamstring. Hang on. Fuck. I hope Rory Laird gets up for the weekend. Yeah, I hope for everyone else. Like he does too. Zach Butters, groin test. Tom Green, hamstring. Hang on. Let me drink. <laughs> Two to three weeks. Adam Chera, hamstring. Oh, shit. Test. Um, George Wardlaw, hamstring. <laughs> three to four weeks. Lewis Bellican, hamstring. Uh, three to four weeks. Ruben Jinby, hamstring. <laughs> to be confirmed. Uh, Darcy Cameron, back. Don't have to drink to that one. That's a test. Hayden Young, ankle test. Lockie Weller, ACL for the season. We can talk about one of the rookie options with that one, Pato. And Angus Sheldrick, ankle season. Fuck. So now Dano's fucking cut. <laughs> Man, if that was Soju, I'd be on the floor right now. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot going on in the injuries and suspensions there, Pato. Um, the only thing is, I've only I haven't even seen a single suspension in that list. That's a first. True, there there were a couple of suspensions, but um, they're not relevant players, so we're not going to really address them. There was one who probably should have got suspended, Dano, and I'll I'll um admit that without my Richmond hat on. Um, I don't know how Dusty got off that. Dusty the fend off King Martin. <laughs> can I can I ask for those that didn't watch Pato, what did he do? Nowhere near the ball. Um, got a little bit of a niggle from from someone. Whether that was a pinch or not, not really clear. But um, just threw an elbow back into the midriff, and we've definitely seen guys get suspended for a week for doing that. So yeah, 
Bit of a strange one to me. Obviously, I'm happy that he's going to play this weekend, but, like, I was shocked. Um, yep. Yeah, we've got a question about it, so I won't talk about the other suspensions, but I've got yeah, something okay. to say about that. Yeah, yep, that's fair enough. Uh, rookies. So we mentioned Lockie Weller ACL season, which opens a door, we think, for Charlie Constable and hashtag hope. 123K mid uh, slash defender, minus 52 break even, 62 average. The loophole in most people's defense or midfield, Pado. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what they do. It's not exactly a like for like, and they've shown that they can move guys around. Um, they've got a ba- uh, Bailey, Brandon Ellis, who can play sort of halfback. He d- certainly played there in his career. I mean, obviously, they've still got Will Powell, Ben Long, Rory Atkins. So they've got a bunch of those types that, that can play halfback. And I'm fairly certain Constable has been playing midfield in the VFL. And Fiorini was a sub as well, and he's another one that has played halfback before for the Suns. So clutching at straws, we're fucking we're crossing everything that we've got. <laughs> uh, it's probably not going to happen, but um, hopefully. Yep. Um, Taj Woden, 123k mid slash forward, minus 26 break even, 49 average paddo, uh, son of the pseudo Brownlow medalist. Hey, it's it's a legit Brownlow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, what are your thoughts there? Didn't catch this game, and I haven't didn't catch them last week as well. So couldn't tell you what the role is. Um, couldn't tell you how he's looked. Um, according to Fan Footy, he played inside mid for nine possessions, which I highly doubt. Um, Cooper Harvey, Pato, hundred and seventeen k at mid slash forward, minus twenty two break even, forty five average. He looks a little bit of a good player. Um, can read the play well, uh, has a bit of a boot on him. First game, he was a bit hesitant to do things, but then his tackle numbers, he, he had a higher tackle count, didn't he, or something like that? Well, it, maybe it was zero and it went to one, but he only had one against the Hawks. Oh, sorry, I'm thinking of contested marks or whatever it was, not tackles. <laughs> Completely different things. I, I just assumed because he was small, it would be tackles. But no, it was contested marks. <laughs> So he had 13 touches and when when at 70%. So uh, certainly not the worst performance. And with Wardlaw going down, it looks like he may miss the rest of the season. And Zerha also went down um, with a calf. Like, I think he plays probably the rest of the season. Um, his DPP, just like where Woden is, and um, will provide better cover than fucking Angus Sheldrick will. Yep, that is true. That is true. Um your boy, Sam Banks, Pato, 123K defender slash mid, minus 19 break even, 45 average. Do you like yeah, you? Hasn't, hasn't disgraced himself. The only th- issue is Jaden Short's probably one to two away. Um, he's already resumed running from his hamstring. So I can't imagine Banks stays in the team once Short is back, although, um, yeah, he hasn't disgraced himself since being in the team. So... Probably a bit stiff to miss, but especially with someone like Hugo Rolf Smith being the sub, um, Rolf Smith would be ahead of Banks in the pecking order, even though obviously Rolf Smith has been the sub. So I feel like Banks is probably one or two away from from being back into that VFL team, but he's, he's looked pretty good. Yep. Jack Paris, uh, he's only played the one game, Pato, 123K mid slash forward. I uh, got a 66. So... Yeah, there's another one, but realistically, I'm pretty sure most people are down to their second last or last trade. If you're in a really comfy position with about five left, they're fucking good on you. Yeah, yeah, agree. Um, not too many people are looking for downgrades, but hey, th- there are some people that aren't dumbasses and actually have some trades. <laughs> so given those sort of people some options, you can downgrade a, an Angus Sheldrick to a to a Paris or a, or a Harvey and obviously make friended odd K and, and use that money elsewhere. Gee, imagine imagine being being able to make a, an upgrade this week, Dono. Yeah, yeah. How many trades do you got left, Pato? <laughs> I got one. Um, same, same. And last week I said on the podcast that I was severely looking at using that to go Sheasel to McGovern. Uh <laughs> The Darcy stuff happened, and I thought, no, because I don't have ruck cover, I've got to hold that trade. And, boy, I'm glad I did because Darcy's going to miss three to four weeks. So that will be my final trade used this week, and I've got some shopping to do in the ruck line. Yeah, but I've got the one trade left. Um, I had to do 
Tom Green, I, I was just like, if it's three weeks, I can't have him sitting on the pine for three weeks. So I traded him out, uh, brought in Darcy Parrish, and it leaves me with one trade and 118400 left over. So I'm hoping that I, I'm not forced to make a trade and I can't utilize all that money. But Matt, 118k with a forced trade should be able to get me anyone pretty much. So, but there's um, there's some swirling rumors about certain players in my team or one player in particular um, that he could face the chop soon. So I'm saving out for him. But if I get an injury somewhere else, then so be it. But I've I still got Callum Mills on the bench. I've got a full. I've got a full uh, midfield, and then Callum Mills is my first defensive slot. So, but I really wanted someone like a Callum Mills, um, price-wise, on the bench in defence and also up forward. But considering I burned through so many trades early, uh, unfortunately, you have to rely on West Coast rookies, which isn't good. Ew. Yeah, disgusting. Um, uh, trade in options, Pato. Um, we've completely and utterly blatantly ignored. Defenders, I notice on the run sheet. Yeah, all, all the relevant guys are over 620K, and I feel like everyone has a full defense line and no one wants to touch the likes of fucking Himmelberg. <laughs> Finally. Sinclair. Sinclair. Mate, he's playing fucking midfield, and it drives me insane. Interesting. Like, they've got a fucking midfielder there in the VFL. Just fucking play them in the midfield and play Sinclair at halfback where he is a borderline All-Australian player. That's true. And bring oh. fucking the other Jack into the team, please. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, midfield trade-ins then, Pato. My boy, Luke Davies, Uniac, 550K, 110 average, 7% owned, 51 break-even. So he's still a POD, uh, three-round average of 119. Great value um, at the 550K. Honestly, dudes can pump out pre- like Uber Primo scores. Um, so... Yeah, I, I I like him, and I'm biased because I've got him in my team. Uh, what are your thoughts, Pato? Yeah, certainly a lot more expensive than he was when he first came back from injury, but some, some people just like to see it before they commit. And if you're looking at a midfielder, and even if it means moving like a Steel or a Mills to M9, I think LDU on field is like a brilliant M8, M7 sort of guy. He's had his three weeks back. He's got 94 in his first game back then a 134 and a 129. And in both of those games, he got attention from Geelong and Hawthorne. So imagine what he's going to do to St Kilda this week without a tag. Imagine what he's going to do. Actually, Winhager may go to him. Uh, imagine what he's going to do against West Coast in round 20. Uh, imagine what he's going to do against Melbourne in round 21 who don't tag. Um, imagine what he's going to do to Essendon in round 22 who don't tag. Imagine Richmond and Essendon in the last two weeks. Like the run home is really good. I can see him going 120 plus average on the run home. And now's a really good time. 550K is still really great value. Part of me really wants him to keep his scoring down. So we've got him at this similar price next year. It's not going to happen. I feel like he'll get to 600K by the end of the year and be at that really awkward price bracket. Now, hello, you've put down Paddy Cripps next. Yeah. Um, at 518k, hang on, hang on, hang on. 518k, 101 average, 17% owned, 71 break even. He's got a three round average of 110 and he plays West Coast this week. But you've left Jack Steele off the list, Pado. Fuck He's that guy. Done back to back 100s. He's gone 140 against Melbourne, then 105 against the Suns. And he's a bit more tantalizing, I reckon, because he's got round 19, North Melbourne, round 20, Hawthorne. Round 21, Carlton. Round 22, Richmond. Then round 23, round 24 is Geelong, Brisbane. But those next four weeks are pretty juicy for Jack Steele, and you've left him off the run sheet. I thought I'd call you out on it. It just, yeah, I know. It hurts. <laughs> it hurts. Because he scored more than Mills both weeks, and, um, yeah, that's a fucking nightmare of a trade in hindsight. But maybe we'll have an episode where we'll just talk about our fuck-ups for the year, and it's probably going to be a two-hour episode. <laughs> and I'm going to be talking for an hour and a half of it. My ruck line, um, what was it, like three or four weeks in a row? <laughs> the ruck rule led in Dano's team. Yeah. But Paddy Cripps, like like I said, he had the three-round average of 110, plays West Coast this week. Uh, he's gone on a little bit of a tear. Um, so have Carlton. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, had a lazy 153 against them in round seven this year as well. So, yeah. Now, I'm going to call this guy FD. Want to know what this next guy FD? You want to know why, Pato? Yes. Because he's the forgotten Dacos. <laughs> That's oh. Josh, Josh Dacos at 543K, 100 average, 8% owned, 66 break even. He's got a three round average of 121, Pato. Yeah, um, and which is just one more than Will Ashcroft of all people, who looks like he maybe could have been a fucking keeper, or was better than Callum Mills this year. Um, Josh Day, I was surprised that he's in seven and a half percent of teams, um, rounded up to eight percent. Um, his scoring's actually been really good over the year, Dano. He had a couple of poorer games in a row against West Coast and Melbourne. Um. That Melbourne, like the, the Melbourne wingers are really, really tough, and he would have had to be a little bit more defensive in those weeks. But he scores really high, um, gets a lot of the footy because he's a Dacos, and he's a really fun guy to watch. And like it ticks a lot of boxes. And if you want to have fun with your M8 spot, why not jump on a Josh Dacos and just fucking enjoy watching the Dacos squared show every week when Collingwood plays? Yeah. Yeah, I actually like the FD. Um, the huge, huge, like I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised he is seven and a half percent of teams, but hey, seven and a half percent of the competition see what he's been doing, so good on him. But the next bloke is in one percent of teams, Pato. Um, that's the wet weather specialist because no matter what speed he runs, he runs the same speed in wet or dry weather. That is Jack. <laughs> that is Jack Viney at five thirty-seven k. 98 average, 1% owned, like I said, and 108 break even. Got a three-round average of 109 and a five-round average of 112 because Clary has been out of the side. And with uh, Christian Petrarca going forward, um, yeah, I I don't mind Jack Viney, but I think for the final couple of rounds of the season, you might want to trade him out if you bring him in, if you get what I mean, Pato. Uh, I haven't looked at the run home. Um, it's it's more so if Clary comes back for the final couple of games of the season. See, I feel like he doesn't have that much effect because they've decided to play Petrarca forward. I think I think they're more so doing it um, mainly because they needed to try something different, different formulas while Clary was out. And yeah, yeah, I, I mean, we'll I, see. I, I I brought Viney in in AFL fantasy. Um, which I don't love that game mode, but I think he's solid. I think he's really solid and um, obviously playing that inside role with, with no Clayton Oliver and um, we know how good he is as a midfielder. He's just been floating around sort of a wing, half forward sort of role for a while now, which is absolutely criminal for a guy as good as Jack Viney. Yeah, we'll move on to the rucks now, Pato. And the biggest ruck that everyone was talking about last round Max Gorn, 566k, 102 average, 7% owned, 24 break even. Got a 215 last weekend, Pato, without Grundy. And the, the the big thing to take out of this is Grundy got dropped to the VFL to work on his forward craft. I think that says a lot about Max Gorn being the sole ruck. The other interesting thing to that is that the Casey Demons had a bye last weekend. So oh, he fuck. got sent to the VFL to work on his forward craft and they had a week off. So <laughs> I think obviously he's, he's got at least one more week in that sole ruck line. Um, it is a little bit risky because I like it could be a two-week thing and all Grundy might have to do is just kick a, like a bag against a, a Frankston or a or a Williamstown, like a, a non-VFL, a non-AFL affiliated team. And it's going to look like he's played his craft in – the forward line, which when really like everyone knows Brody Grundy isn't a forward. And Nathan Buckley actually said on SEN that um like Brody Grundy walks into 17 clubs as the number one rock. And he's just he decided to request a trade to a team, the only team that has a ruckman that would force him out of the team. So look, I'm not convinced that Brody Grundy can work as a forward. Um and that's why I'm obviously shopping for a Ruckman this week, Dano, for Sean Darcy. I feel like Gorn is the guy, um, but I also wouldn't be shocked if Grundy does end up coming back into the team and he sort of goes down to back down to 80 or 90s. Yeah, fair. 
Uh, plan B for your Sean Darcy trade there, Pato, is Jared Witts, 537k, 110 average, 11% owned, 60 break even. Um, yeah, he's pretty consistent. That's all I can say, 110 average, just does his shit. Big boy. Yeah, the the second highest averaging ruck on the year. Um, played two less games than English and Marshall, who are R1 and R3. Rarely plays bad games, don't I? And that's a huge positive, obviously. Um, like Marshall only averages two less than wits, but Marshall will have, like he had 50-odd on the weekend, but then he had 140-odd the week before. So, like, he's, scored, he's averaging 110, but it's a lot more bipolar. Um whereas Jared Witz will get you a solid 90 to 120 every week. And he'll have the odd bounce-up game, but, like, you're not worried about – because they played each other, didn't they, Dana, the Saints and, and the Suns? Yeah, yeah. Like, I saw that matchup and thought, shit, Roland Marshall's not going to score well here, but obviously you roll with it because he's your fucking Ruckman, whereas Jared Witz, you don't get worried about matchups. And Sean Darcy's the same. Tim English, different. Yep, yep. Fuck, but – there's certain rucks that you just feel do over-dominate. And Marshall's more of an around-the-ground guy. Jared Witts is obviously a dominant tap ruckman. So I think Witts is probably the more consistent option. I'm probably going to make a little bit more of a gamble and go with Gorn just for the higher ceiling and hope that Grundy is a Casey Demons player for the rest of the year. <laughs> yep. Oh, are you, you're not feeling as risky to try and – do you? how much money do you have, Pato, left over? <laughs> it really oh, sucks no. because yeah. I've got one trade and 61K. How much is so Darcy? Too much. Uh he's five fifty three. Oh, so yeah, English is just. So out I'm of about fifty k yeah. short of English. So I'm shopping in that second bracket. Yeah. Oh. And if I didn't waste a trade, fun. if I didn't want to trade, trading out steel for mills, I would have had two trades, and I could have gone Angus Sheldrick down, and I could have turned Darcy into English. But there we go. Hold your trades. Yeah, or you could have used leftover cash to bring in Ivan Soldo on the bench, Pato, at 297k, 106 average, 0.8% of teams, minus 41 break-even. I'm still not liking it. I'm still not liking it, even though he came out and performed the way he did, Pato. I mean, he played West Coast, so he was always going to do well this week. It'll be a really good test for him this week. Um, but Nank has another two out, doesn't he? I think he was four weeks. He's back no, around he, 21. No, he was three weeks, yeah. You wanted four weeks. I think it should have been four, but anyway. Um, yeah, player. like it's obviously a, a shorter-term play, but I feel like Soldo is doing so well, he may stay in the team. Obviously, the role isn't as good with Nankervis, yep. but I think he stays in the team, and maybe Miller gets unluckily dropped. Mm. Yeah. We've got another one here, Pado, that's uh... – I'm pretty sure he's a ruck forward. That's Luke Jackson. Yeah, we'll yeah, segue into the forwards. 461K, 91 average, 6% owned, 106 break even. Should be the solo ruck without uh, Sean Darcy in the team, Pate. So he popped off, didn't he, when Darcy was out? Uh, so I'm not sure if he was the solo. Uh, so I'm not sure if he'll be the solo ruck. They may bring in a kid to sort of play with him, but he'll play predominant ruck. Now, Darcy went down against Melbourne and obviously Jackson finished off that game in the ruck, scored 106. They had the bye and then Jackson had two weeks where he was a sole ruck and had 119 and 118. Yeah. Um, and then the week that Darcy came back, he scored 134, but I think that was more of a forward sort of situation. So yeah, I think he certainly plays as the main ruck for the next three or four weeks. Then you've just got to look that, like, Darcy probably comes back, although if they can't make finals, maybe they don't risk Darcy and he may have played his last game for Freo, maybe. Ooh, Cattery. Uh, yeah, I, he is a Geelong boy. Yeah, Cattery. Um, but, yeah, interesting little subplot there that has nothing to do with Supercoach, really. Um <laughs> But I think, yeah, for a four-week play and you just see what happens in those last two games, they've got Port Adelaide and Hawthorne. So as a forward, he could certainly get to sort of 80 or 90 against those teams, um, more specifically Hawthorne, who he scored 126 against in round eight. Um, I don't think it's a bad short-term play. And you can bring Jackson in as a forward as well. So you can even bring him in as an F7 if you've got the trades. 
swing him into your rucks to cover Darcy, and then once Darcy's back, you can just put Darcy back, uh, Luke Jackson back on your bench. Mm. Mm. Next one we got is Sam Flanders. 427k, 77 average, 4% owned, 23 break even. Man has been on a fucking tear, Pato. Uh, three round average of 113. Uh, it was when you mentioned him as a like a bargain potential one. I think it was like 300 and it was low 300,000s. And now he's 427k. So, and he's still a viable option, especially when the coach comes out and says, We are a much better team when he is playing. How good is that? Yeah, the, the rumour is that he had a bit of a falling out with Stewie Jew and that ultimately led to his dropping. Um, came back a month ago and actually played midfield minutes shockingly, like the top 10 midfield um, prospect doing what I would have thought. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Stupid Sexy Flanders has gone off in the last four weeks and is averaging about one-tenth in that role. Um I'm I'm a little bit annoyed because I went Sheldrick over Flanders as my F6 guy. Yeah. And now that Sheldrick's out for the season and Flanders is probably going to average 100 on the rest of the year, um, I was I was a little bit worried about two coming in and it affecting Flanders' midfield minutes. But obviously, water has gone under the bridge. Um, Stephen King has said, this kid is a midfielder. We're going to play him in the midfield because we're a better team with him in it. Um yeah, if you've got Flanders as your F6, like, fuck, you're in a good spot. Yeah, yeah. And the last one is um, Dustin, smash you in the chest, Martin, 473K, 87 <laughs> average, 6% owned, 22 break even, 112. I'm pretty sure that's a, meant to be, say, a three-round average, not a two-round round average. Um, three-round? Yeah. You put in a three-round two. average, yeah. Yeah, you put in a two. Yeah. No, no yeah, you don't. It's all good. That's what I'm here for. Um, I'm also to call you out on it. Uh, somehow not suspended, Pato says, question mark, question mark. Um, I don't think you'll ever get tagged, Pato, Dusty. If there's a team that'll do it, it'll be Hawthorne. Yeah, but they'd probably go Taranto or Shea. I think they go Taranto and Shea, honestly. They've been doing the old double tag at times. Yeah. I think... Um... I think the Irish guy whose name escapes me right now will probably go to Toronto, and I think yeah, yeah. Um, as a big body, and I feel like Finn McGuinness, McGuinness, not Callahan, um, goes <laughs> to Shea and and makes his life a living hell. So Dusty may be free to do what he wants. Um, probably should miss this week, but yeah, the roles look really good the last few weeks. Um, he's roaming around doing whatever the fuck he wants, including elbowing guys. <laughs> and the run home is actually pretty decent. Richmond can still make finals, so can 15 teams. That's how close everything is. So should be an exciting run home in real footy for those who are running out of trades and just watch the footy now. Um, yeah, D- Dusty's at least a nice show and, and likes the run home. He's definitely a, a second half of the season sort of player and always was even when he was super coach relevant. So... Nice little POD-ish sort of guy there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pato, we don't have many questions this week, um, but we've got some real like scenarios from some listeners. So Ian goes, I have Himmelberg for forward slash defense cover, Atkins and Will Day to swing between mid slash defense cover. I have one trade and Tom Green. Do I swap him out for an adequate primo playing hold trade for a potential season-ending injury or go for gold and use my last trade to swap Marshall to Gorn? Currently ranked 874. I feel so bad hearing that because I know Lloyd, he jumped on fucking Tom Barras and he's, over, <laughs> he's ranked 874. Imagine how high he'd be if he jumped on a fucking Luke Ryan. So anyway, sorry, Lloydie. Um, Still fucking coming back for advice as well. What a, what a legend. Um, fuck, I, I would love Atkins and Will swing in between midfield and defense. That's that's really, really good. I think it depends on whether or not you have ruck cover. If you have ruck cover, even if it's a Darcy Cameron, I would probably trade Tom Green for a primo, maybe a parish, maybe an LDU. LDU is a really good one. If you don't have ruck color, I think you almost have have to hold on to your trade. And and that's why I ultimately didn't go McGovern last week. And that is because of the ruck situation. And luckily I held off because otherwise I would have been fielding a donut for the rest of the year. So 
I I would yeah, it depends on the rock cover for me. I just reckon hold anyway, because Tom Green was a three weeker last week, yeah. He's now a two week proposition. Yeah, but One he's also a kind of quasi primo. He's not gonna go down in price though, Pato. His form's dropped off. So it's not like a Josh Dunkley where he's averaging 122 and when he comes back, he's going to go back to that scoring. Like Tom Green is a little bit up and down in his scoring this year. He's not a legit primo. So I feel like it's a different argument. I feel I feel like he's best to just hold the trade if he's got one left. I mean, if you've that- got Atkins to cover Tom Green, it's probably worth the hold because Atkins is actually scoring. He nearly made the run sheet. He's actually been scoring pretty well in that midfield role. Yeah, and Will Day is actually an adequate player. Like you, yeah, you, you can, can if you trade him out. You can rotate between those three for that essentially one spot in mids and one. Yeah, Will, you can. Will Day is actually the eleventh highest averaging defender on the season. Tenth um, is Jaden Short, who has spent half the year with a hamstring. Um, Caleb Daniels in fuck all teams and. The rest of them are sort of higher end guys, so it's not like Will Day is a twentieth averaging defender. Yeah. So what I'm getting at is, you can when Tom Green's back, like you, whoever's playing early, like he's Lloyd is going to have someone a donut in his midfield. Yeah. You can go and just loop between, let's say Atkins and Green. If Atkins plays before Green and Atkins plays shit, then just put Tom Green on the field when he's back. Is what I'm getting at. You can loop him for that last yeah. that last spot. That's what I'm doing with you're gonna hate this, Jack Steele and Callum Mills. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm doing with them. Um yeah, so I reckon hold so I'm Lloydie. actually I actually brought up Lloyd's team. He's yeah. got Callum Mills to cover Tom Green. I, I think hold it. Yeah, fucking hold. And he also has Darcy Cameron for ruck cover. Yeah, hold. Like just hold. If there's something yeah. that major that happens, fucking You've got the trade. That's what I'm holding out for at the moment myself. Just that one trade, 100-odd K, and just holding out for if something happens, I'm prepared to be able to cover it. I, th- I think you've got to think of worst-case scenarios. Like, Lloydy has Tim English's R1. He's an injury-prone guy who hasn't missed a game this season. Like, And it might be a concussion, and Cameron might miss that week as well. Like, I think you just want the option to be able to jump off a popular pick like that with yeah. the money rather than Mills deputizing for green is fine. Yeah. And we, yep, we may even see Matty Roberts, who he's also got on his bench play this weekend. Yeah. So yeah. Hold Lloydy, hold man, hold strong. It's a marathon and you're in a better position than all of us. Um, well, most <laughs> of us there. Um, Liam, uh, has asked, I've got three trades left and only 1K in the bank. I've got Zeebel as D6 and Seamus Mitchell D7. Should I downgrade Mitchell to then upgrade Zeebel or is there anyone at Zeebel's price who is worth a punt, meaning I can keep my cover on the bench? You've got to jump off Zeebel. He's scored 100 points in the last two weeks combined as the sub both games. and He's been lucky enough to get in in the first half in both of those games. Yeah, get him out. I think, yeah, you downgrade a Seamus Mitchell... <laughs> Sucks that Banks probably won't survive. You probably want to try and get to someone who is playing as your D7. Um, I probably don't think there's anyone at Zeeble's price that is worth a punt. Um, I'm just going to filter it for you, Liam. So 410, I'll go 420. Um, Helps if I just do defenders and not everyone. Um, Yeah, that's fucking poo. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'd be I'd be swinging two of those trades, getting down to one trade, and um, yeah, getting a legit primo in there. Um, and you could, if you downgrade Seamus, who's actually a pretty decent price, you could probably get to a, a Dan Houston, who's actually um, really nice PD at the moment. Um, yeah, actually got a three round average of one hundred thirty. If you don't mind, Dano. Um, in just four percent of teams, and I think, I think you'd be pretty happy with him in your team um, as a nice point of difference. Okay, Pato. So we'll move on to the Twitter questions, and I don't know if this is Twitter questions, Twitter beef, or Twitter bants. So Ty, Tyson writes thoughts on Aaron Monish bringing in a Jeremy McGovern last week. Sorry, Nashy. 
Well, Nashi responded saying, won my cash league matchup. That's all that matters, right? And Duncan messages I'm further actually, saying, should I, I trade in? Him, <laughs> should I trade in Tom Barras for my Jeremy McGovern? <laughs> so I actually, um, Jeremy McGovern has concussion and he's going to miss one to two. Oh, no. And I didn't want to put it on the run sheet, but it happened. And he actually had a concussion test when he was on zero right at the start of the game. Oh, and fuck. somehow passed it. But there's something dodgy there because he played the game um, and clearly wasn't right. So Rask, I guess, can go back to his fucking spud self um, until McGovern's back. <laughs> Sorry, oh, Nashi. Hato in his trading woes, man. Jesus Christ. Okay. I didn't actually make that trade, though. Yeah, I know. But you, anyway. I suggested it and I feel bad. Hato needs to avoid West Coast defenders <laughs> <laughs> in any future podcast. Um, Scobie, <laughs> why on earth does the Boyd tackle get three weeks and that Sook Rochelle gets two weeks for literally swinging a bloke in their head? What's your thoughts on this? P.S. McGovern is a spud. So I think the Boyd tackle probably deserves two or three, but I think the Rochelle hit probably deserves two or three times that because, like, it's not a footy action. He swung his fist towards the face of another player. Like, mm. it doesn't get much worse than that, Dono. And, like, the Barry Hall situation, the Andrew Brayshaw, Andrew Gaff situation, like, Mm. that's what can happen when guys throw fists at faces. And I cannot understand how Rochelle gets two weeks for that. Yeah. AFL is sending the wrong wrong message out there. They're penalizing players for tackles that, like, for multiple, multiple, multiple weeks that it used to be just an ordinary tackle and aren't penalizing players that are being dickheads and not doing footy motions and just punching people. So, yeah, I'm with you on that one, Pato. Um, and someone will probably say, oh, but Dane, you go for the Giants. Toby Green's a dickhead. No, Toby Green did things in the motion of a football act most of the time. Uh, eye gouging accepted, but uh, we'll forget about that. Um, but, like, his kung fu fighting prowess and whatnot was all in the, <laughs> in, in the motion. <laughs> He made a fucking rule because of that. <laughs> like, so. But yeah. it's always been a rule. Don't fucking punch guys on the footy field. Yeah. Like, yep, agreed. doesn't make sense to me. Mind you, can I just say something? Um, when I'm listening to the commentary, um, they were talking about the Toby tax. And I was like, finally, they're like saying, yep, the Toby tax is real. And then they're like, some I can't remember who it was. Someone said, "Well, it's July. He should be able to get get his tax return in now." <laughs> and I was like, "That's fucking." That was a dope call. Well, no, along with half of Australia, he's probably got a fucking tax bill. Yeah, don't get me started. Um, yeah, I won't. I won't. Fuck. Anyway, yeah. It's fucked up shit. Anyway, we're not called the Supercoach Co-Captains for nothing. Every week we give you guys VC and C options to set your team apart from the rest. And Pato also gives you uh, West Coast Defenders to trade in. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> without further ado, we got Friday's game, Essendon versus Western Bulldogs at Marvel. Pato, who you got in this one? I think any of the dogs mids are, are really good. Um, Bond and Pally, Libba, um, they're, the, they're the two. Don't know about English because Essendon have been somewhat restrictive to rucks, um, although not so much since the mulleted Magnifico himself in Draper went down. But I think any of those three are probably a good option. Now, I don't remember last week when you were talking about um, for the VC going for those higher ceiling guys, so not going for your Bonts who just give you like the – like Bont has a higher ceiling, but like, He's just gets your steady one twenties and whatnot. Um, and yeah, instead, he's going a good for like safety his... net. Well, last week I fucking wish I had have done that because <laughs> I went with Neil. He tanked, and then I went with fucking Zach Merritt as C. So <laughs> if I'd have stuck to my original plan of Bont VC, um, wouldn't have been in that mess. So in this game, I'm going to say Bont VC. But if Bont got one fifteen as VC. You probably would have chased Merritt, right? 
No, at the moment, I'm just taking anything over to 120. 115 is close to 120. Who gives a shit? Um, I've been scarred too many times by not taking over 120. So, And you work it out. If you go, if you take a 120 score as captain and let's say Merritt gets 140, everyone's like, oh, you're not missing out. Like, you're missing out on heaps. You're not really missing out on heaps. You multiply out the 120 by two, that's 240. Then you add on the 140 from Merritt. So that's 380, yeah? If you own both, yeah. Yeah. So if if you take the VC of Bont over Merritt, even though they're playing each other this week, I'm just giving you an example. If if you risk it and then go to C on Merritt and Merritt gets the 140, you get 140 multiplied by two, which is 280. And then you add on Bont score. You only get a 20-point swing. Now, 20 points seems like a lot for the top 100 at the moment. Um, but for... People outside of the top 100, it's not really that much. I'd rather take the safety net right now than take a swing at something too crazy. In saying that, it's a week-by-week thing, but if Bont is playing on a Friday night, I want to fucking take him. Yeah, I'm probably going to lean towards Bont VC this weekend, personally. Um, I went Neil VC as well, Dano. Um, Disgusting. Very shocked that he scored 75. My C option was one of the Adelaide boys. Oh, I so was that's okay. happy with I was happy with one twenty six, but I obviously missed out on the one fifty one. But again, it's only twenty five points. Yeah, at least you didn't fucking go Zach Merritt. Uh very true. I, I was always pretty confident that Essendon would put time into him and that's why I avoided it. Even Darcy Parrish only got ninety five. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um yeah, I'd be most of the comp has Bont. I'd be going Bont in this. Um, stick with the pack. Uh, if you want to be a bit different, go your parishes or whatever, or you can go Big Timmy English uh, for those that did the Big Timmy English last week. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have been restricted to rucks. That's my only slight concern with that. But I was a little bit hesitant last week because of the small ground and he ended up getting 170-odd. So what yeah. do I know? yeah. Yeah, oh, Saturday, Richmond versus Hawthorne. So we've already gone over. Oh, that's at the G, 1.45 p.m. Um, we've already gone over. We think that um, Taranto and Shea Bolton are going to get tagged. So anyone else from this game, Pato, if no, if you're not going to do a VC on the Friday? I actually don't like anyone in this game. Um, Richmond have actually been using Marlon Pickett as a, like a forward defensive player. He sat on Jeremy McGovern for most of last weekend's game and really quelled his influence, although maybe that was the concussion speaking. Um, James Sicily played more lockdown because um, Granger Brass was the sub and played forward and James Blank was out. And I I, I think I saw the figures. Sicily averaged about 126 without James Blank and with him, uh, sorry, with with James Blank in the team because he plays a lockdown role. And without blank, he averages about 95, I think, this year. So it's a really big difference. And and that's the role. That means lockdown versus yep. no lockdown. So keep an eye on team sheets. If Sicily is freed up, he may do well. But again, Pickett will probably go to him. So I'd be avoiding this game. Yep. Oh, as I yawn for the next game, Carlton versus West Coast. Um, <laughs> Marvel Stadium. West Coast have boomed out to 15 bucks, Pato. Carlton are a dollar two, but... I'm just. I just want to point something out. My mate is ridiculously good at um, picking up curses <laughs> in this, and I want to. Where was it? Where was it? Um, oh, I was fucking brilliant. We were talking about something, and then he said, "Oh yeah," and Carlton only have West Coast this week. And we're pretty much like our oh, things set. Oh yeah, lucky they play West Coast this week, and we're like screenshot things said before disaster. So I'm gonna piss myself laughing if the hype is built up for Carlton, all, all for them to lose to the West Coast at Marvel. Uh, but that's beside the point. So uh, Patrick Cripps. I mean, they're they're painting fucking like on straight navy blue. Like they've already won the flag, haven't they? Because they've won four in a row. Oh Jesus. Adelaide made 27 changes to their team and they pumped them and they're all of a sudden going to win the flag. Mm, yeah. It would be pretty fucking funny if West Coast beat them. I I, I really want to see them beat them. 
I really do. It'll be absolutely magnificent. Uh, but who you got in this game, Pato, besides Patrick Cripps, because you already talked about him playing against the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, he did have a monster game against them last time. I, I'm not sure I love anyone this game either, Dano. Yeah, have you seen Sam Walsh's kick to handball ratio? He keeps oh, going. Don't dead. get like, me started. I I brought yeah. him in after he had a fucking few hundred and twenties in a row, thinking, yep, great value. Like, here we go. And he's been fucking shit. Yeah, they were saying that yeah, ever since 40 ever, touches a week. Yeah, ever since his first season, every year his kick to handball ratio keeps getting more and more skewed to handballs. Yeah. He's one of the best outs with one of the best inside mids in the comp feeding it to him, but they're using him as an inside handball guy. Right? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, using him as a handball guy makes no fucking sense. Um, do, 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 do. So, yeah, no one really in that one. Brisbane versus Geelong at the G. Pardo? Josh Dunkley's back. Oh, at the Gabba. At the Gabba. At the Gabba, I should yeah, say. Uh, yeah, the G, the Gabba. Um, yeah. Ashcroft. You're thinking the big Ashcroft with Dunkley back in... <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Um, I, I feel like Blitzas probably goes to to Dunkley, honestly. Um, it makes his first game back a bit difficult. Mm. Um, I feel like they could go to Neil as well. Like Geelong, I don't know. It's hard to go against the Brisbane guys because they are a fucking beast at home. Mm. There's another one I don't love, Dano. Yeah, no, I'm. Um- I'm not a fan of this one either. Um, Frio versus Sydney at Optus Stadium. I Again, no one I could confidently say. The only thing is Errol Goulden's projected score this week is pretty nutty. Um, yeah, that's because one, he's... Um, 143. Yeah, that's because he scored 156 against uh, Frio earlier this year. And I don't think he's dropped below 100 on his career against Frio. Yeah, he averages a lazy 132 against him in his career in his three games. So, yeah. That is an interesting start. Mm, just saying. He's gone five weeks in a row on the trot over 111. But I don't think you could possibly put the C on him. And it's possibly too late for a VC, especially when he's playing at the same time as Disco Dacos. Yeah, that is true. Um, Mm, I'm, I'm. It sounds bad, but I'm feeling risky with that one. But there is someone later that I'm feeling more risky with. Um, but yeah, Port Adelaide versus Collingwood. Is there anyone else in that Frio Sydney game, by the way? Like an Andy Brayshaw or someone like that? Does Caleb Sarong get back from suspension? Luke Jackson. I think Sarong's back. There's only one week. Yeah. Okay. There's another option for people. Um, Luke Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Luke Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Port Adelaide versus Collingwood. Port Fuck, Adelaide this is going to be a good game. Yes, Battle of the Prison Bars. Uh, <laughs> Adelaide Oval, second versus first. Ooh. Disco at 150 against it. True, true. Oh, no, Rosie's last four weeks or so hasn't been too bad, has it? Uh, oh no, not nothing fancy. Hundred eleven, hundred. Doesn't really have the ceiling. He's been he's been really good, really consistent. Um, which was probably the knock last year, but the ceiling isn't there. Yeah, his floor's ridiculously high. Only one score under ninety. Going to miss um, him up next year. Mm, yeah, it's going to be shit house. Um, yeah, we're in trouble next year. But we'll, we'll save that for another pod. Yeah. Um. So no one other than Disco Dacos for you. What about a Dan Houston? I don't hate that actually. Massive POD territory with the big Houston. You won't have yep. a problem with him. I'm going to use that fucking... Wouldn't mind that as a VC. Yeah. The only thing is, yeah, it doesn't have the greatest scoring history against Collingwood now that I look at it, but when you got scores of 146, 156, then at 85, and then a 176 in your last four. I think it's a nice VC option as a real POD and you, you chase a 140, and it could happen. Yeah. I see a nice C in this uh, in the Sunday games, uh, yeah, and it's sorry. not who you think. Um, Giants versus Gold Coast at uh, Monica on the Sunday. Anyone in this game, Pato? Um, no, no. Flanders. <laughs> I I just want to find out whether my hunch is right about one player. Bear with me. Uh, 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 uh. My hunch is not right. Uh, <laughs> Although, can I just say, on um, POD Trade Watch, 
Josh Kelly's break even is 170 this week, and he's oh, already dropped to 538k. It. Stop it. He's already dropped to 538k. So he's got another price drop in him. I'm just saying, he is looking at dropping to a nice $500,000, a beautiful 500k. If he hits his break, uh, if he gets his projected score this week, which is ninety-five. Anyway, Melbourne plays <laughs> Adelaide on the MCG on Sunday. Yeah, they do. They do. Um, who are you going in this one, and why is it Rory Laird? See, I wouldn't touch Rory Laird under that cloud. I really like um, Jordan Dawson in this one. Yeah. Okay. 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 No one Although else. Not, Laird, not your Petrarca. If Laird misses, I wouldn't be touching Dawson. But if Laird plays, I'm all over Dawson, I think, in this game. And, and maybe I'll go a Dacos VC or even a, a Golden VC. Not a Petrarca C? Not playing forward in the wet. See, Petrarca's having an insane season. He's had three scores below 100, and the lowest of those three is 95. Jack Viney might have a nice game. And mind you, um, Christian Petrarca has a, a, I don't know if that's career high or what, but of 189 against Adelaide. But Max Gorn. Oh, which was round 16, 2022, by the way. The big 189 at Adelaide Oval. Um, right, Max, Max Gorn. Yeah. Sol Ruck, don't mind. The next game's the one where I've got my captain in Pato. Ooh, was it Sinclair who went nuts against them last time? <laughs> no, no. So it's Kilda versus North Melbourne at Marvel Stadium. And my captain for the round is going to be Luke Davies Uniac. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, You're not worried no. about a Windhager tag? Nah, not in the slightest. Because um, I'll probably end up taking Bont's score as VC. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm too much of a pussy right now. Um, anyone else in this game? I just like LDU a lot. Jack Steele, potentially, but not really as a captain right now. Um, but it won't surprise me if he goes three rounds in a row over 100 so to piss If you off. remember last time these two played Damo, it was a uh, Dano, sorry. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> sorry. I've just wow. got the beautiful human Damo on my mind. Um, but if you remember last time, it was the most fucking woeful game of footy you'll ever watch. Um, Jack Zebel scored 179 against the Saints, and he probably won't start. Um, but Harry Sheasel in that role could go big. But I'm not sure anyone has the nuts to go the C on him. Hmm. 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 Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, don't mind it. But, yeah, no, not with the C. Uh, <laughs> yeah, look, I'm... It'd be I'm, a nice VC if this game was like a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, I'm and like as a real like YOLO one. I'm all about the LDU right now. I just hope Luke Parker gets back to his scoring. I'm I'm glad if Sheasel does pop off though, because I've been holding on to him, and I'm he's the one that I was eye fucking um with my last trade with the hundred eighteen thousand on top of it to get rid of him, but I was like, oh nah, better not. Then try to find ways of getting in other players, couldn't do it. But yeah. There's another player up in my forward line, though, Pato, I want to discuss um, that potentially could be dropped if he doesn't pull his finger out. That's Ben Keys. Hopefully. Pull your finger out, Ben Keys. Anyway, Pato, what's your Twitter handle? At P-A-T-T-O-S-Triple-C. Mine is at D-A-N-E-O-S-Triple-C. Anything further you want to add, Pato? Um, no. Please please play Jack Bytel Ross Lyon. Keep an eye out on Josh Kelly, everyone. Yeah. So from us at the Supercoach Co-Captains, I'm Dano. And I'm Pato. And this is us signing. The fuck off. My name's not fucking Damo, Pato. Jesus Christ.